0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. I'm honored to be joined by Jeff Griffin uh, with us today. Jeff, how are you doing?
1: Doing well. Thank you for this opportunity, Chad. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we are very excited to have a conversation with you and uh, to have you be able to share your story with our listeners today. It's one that's inspired me. Over the years, we've had some uh, our our lives have kind of interwoven a little bit, and I've had opportunity to to hear you share your story and and some of the things that you teach about. And I'm just so excited for people to to hear that. Um, just for our listeners who aren't familiar uh, with you, Jeff, we uh, your, your friends affectionately call you Griff right? And Correct. So, uh, <laughs> my, my mama called
1: me Jeffrey, but my friends call me Griff.
0: That's great. So so hopefully you're our friend. We'll call you Griff throughout yes, this. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, so Griff played college football, uh, landed an opportunity to play at his dream school, BYU, as a receiver. And then uh, life took him a A different direction. We'll let you tell that story a a little bit, Jeff. But but ended up uh, doing some other incredible things athletically, including being an Olympian, uh, representing the United States in the 2004 Athens Paralympic Games, playing wheelchair basketball. And he's done some other incredible things. Coach high school football, played for the World Cup team, silver medalist for the World Cup team, and. And has started a wonderful foundation that we'll, we'll talk about as we get into his story here, um, Griffin Motivation, um, where he goes and, and share some of these messages. And so we'll let anyone know uh, who would like him to, to come and share those messages with their organization, um, how to do that. But Griff, I'd love just to hop in and, and let you share your story. Um, because one of the principles we talk a lot about with our athletes is the principle of resiliency. And you're one of the greatest examples of resilience that that I know of. Would you mind just taking a second and sharing what's landed you to where you are today, as much of that story as as you would like to share? That would be awesome. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I appreciate this opportunity, Shad. And by the way, I you know, I learned when I was at football that uh, you know, in college that every great man and woman of history is a man of service. And so thank you for your service, Chad. Thank you for what you are doing um, for these uh, for these youth and these athletes all around the, the country and the world. And, and um, I've learned that uh, the great men and women of, of history are men of service. And, and so whenever you can find an opportunity to serve, please give, give back, absolutely give back. And so uh, so thank you for this opportunity to be here. Um, just, you know, it's, your viewers, can't see you know I, I always like to say shad that i'm the best unknown speaker that you have never heard of <laughs> yet you know i've been i've been uh, compared to david goggins without the mouth uh, i've been compared to tony robbins at a fraction of the price i've also been you know compared to john maxwell as inspiring as he as he is and whatnot but i like to just think of myself as you know just just me you know just jeff griffin just an under ordinary guy who has perhaps done some ordinary things a little extra than others. And and so uh, if anyone's out there thinking that oh I'm not good enough or, you know, so-and-so is better than me, or I don't have what it takes, please understand this one simple truth that you do have the ability to achieve your dreams and desires. And, uh, and so, you know, I always address the elephants. I always address the elephants uh, in the room when I, when I come out on stage. And about you know how good looking I am.
0: Yeah, yeah we all know this, Jeff, except yeah, yeah, for our yeah. podcast listeners. They just have to take our word for it. So
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> and I've got this. I got this dot right here. But uh, but no. But I can I can I can joke about that because I know that I'm not that good looking. But I do address the elephant in the room, and I am in a wheelchair because you guys who can't see or who can't uh, you know see while you're you're watching either, um, you know I you can't see my wheelchair, but I. I'm in a wheelchair and I come out on stage and I address the elephants and um, I've been paralyzed from the waist down, I've been given a life sentence. Um, I've been in a chair longer than I have been out of a chair. So in between seasons, I uh, I was up 40 feet and and the scaffolding ladder that I was up on slipped out from underneath me and I came down um, straight-legged, stuck the landing perfect if I was a gymnast. I wasn't, I was a painter. And so my legs came up, my back came down, and my L1 vertebrae exploded inside of me, leaving me paralyzed from the waist down. My dreams of playing football shattered instantly. I discovered a lot of who I was after my accident. I discovered a lot of who I was before my accidents too, before I even, before I even uh, got to you know taste the sweetness of success. I played two downs in college, by the way. Uh, I played two downs. I got to taste the sweetness of success and, and see how it would be like to be on the, you know, the college level and and uh, be on the first team. But when I was a little kid, you know, that was my dream. That was the song that sang to my soul. And and here's what I've learned. Here's what I discovered as as I was laying on my back, looking up to the sky, realizing that my you know, I had just fallen 40 feet. My, my dreams of playing football at college were probably over um and so i'm broken back shattered dreams and here I'm, I'm on my back and i have a decision to make i can i can stay down and wallow in this syrupy sticky sauna of self-pity or i could or i could get back up and dream new dreams you know looking back it's easy to say oh yeah get back up and dream new dreams but at that time and at that moment i'm like oh my goodness i entered into that sauna of self-pity to where i was shaking my fist i'm like why me because, I, because the struggle that uh, I, I had to go through to get where I was at that moment of being able to participate and experience those, those two downs in college was, was a grind. It was. It was a grind. It was, uh, uh, it was a struggle. And what was interesting is when I was, when I was a little kid, though, you know, I, I had this song that sang to my soul. And so, as I had this opportunity, so I'm going back and forth here. If you can stay with me. So here I am lying on my back, and I, and I have a decision that I have to make. It, it, either I could get back up and dream new dreams, or I could stay down. I, fortunately, I chose the latter and decided to dream new dreams. And in the process of sifting through my broken back and shattered dreams, I discovered some flecks of gold that helped me get to that level to where I became a collegiate athlete. They helped me get to that point where I was able to perform at a level that uh, a lot of people weren't. And, here's what, and what's interesting is one of these flecks of gold is, that I learned was, you know, in my book called I'm Possible, I, I introduced the three Ds that I believe are at the foundation of every solution, meaning that we all have problems, Shad. I have challenges, you have challenges, your, li- our, your listeners have challenges. We all have problems. The problem isn't the problem. Because we all have problems. And too often we focus on the problem and we, and, and, and we abort the promise. We abort the process. We abort the thing that's going to help us get to where we want to go. And so, uh, you know, there's a little, there's a little poem that I learned when I was a teenager and that was every problem under the sun has a solution or it has none. If there be one hurry and find it, if there be none, never mind it. (laughs) And so just that wherever our, our focus goes, our energy flows. And so if you're going to be focusing on problems, you're going to end up with problems. If you're going to focus on the challenge, you're going to end up with challenges. But if you focus on the solution, and if you focus on 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 what you can do, you're going to discover that you're able to perform and do so much more than uh, than you thought you were able to. And so, I discovered some some three Ds that I want to introduce to you, and, and that is desire, dream, and do. And so, the first one, dream. Right? If if you can't see it, you can't achieve it. And so so most people don't know what they want. The majority of us know what we don't want. And that's our problem is if we focus on what we don't want, we're going to continue to get what we don't want. And so we've got to be crystal clear on what we want. And so um, fortunately for me, when I was a young kid, I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted to play football at BYU. I told somebody my dream one time, I'm like, I'm going to go play at BYU. And they're like, no, you can't. And they gave me all the reasons why I couldn't. Like, you're too short, you're too slow. Some even said I was too white like okay too short too slow too wide i get that but what what i didn't understand is that most people base our possibilities on their limitations meaning that we base our possibilities on what we know and uh, you know we reject what we don't understand and we base the possibilities on what we know and so you know if we've never done something before we don't know how to do it and so we think that it's impossible. You know, I'm lying down there on my back and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? What happens here? And I discovered some flux of gold that helped me get to that point. And, and one, of those, one of those flux of gold is, is dreams. You got to have a dream. My dream of playing football was shattered. But here's the beauty of it, Shad. Just because that dream was shattered and was taken away from me, it didn't mean that I couldn't stop dreaming. The problem isn't the problem. The problem is a lack of vision. Hmm. The problem is a lack of vision. We don't understand how great we are. We don't understand how much we can accomplish. We don't understand what we can do and the influence we have because of listening to other people who base our possibilities on their limitations. Yeah. Or, 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 we, or we base our possibilities on, on what we know. And the thing is, is what we know is the only things that we've experienced, and that's in the past. But if we want to go somewhere where we've never been before, we've got to go to the future. And the future is unknown. And the unknown can be based in one or two things, doubt or faith. And I'm telling you right now, most of us are living in a world of doubt and fear. And we need to flip the switch and reframe things and see things with faith and courage. And, and it takes, it takes uh, a development. It's just like our muscles. So the answer to your question is, you know, here, here I am lying on my back and thinking, okay, what do I do now? What's my life going to look like? Because when I got to the doctors, the doctors told me that I'd never walk or stand or move my legs. My whole identity was wrapped up in my physicality.
0: I love the concept that one of the things that can build resiliency is the capacity to dream new dreams. You know, obviously, when we look at the accomplishments, even the things that I mentioned in your introduction, the power of dreaming a new dream seems to build resiliency in in people. We're all going to have these moments in our life, not as dramatic sometimes, but where we realize, for example, some of the kids that, that come to our program and parents and coaches. I mean, it could be something getting, like getting cut from a team. Um, it could be not going to the college you dreamed of going to. It could be a number of things. And that capacity to learn to dream a new dream is, is powerful. It's a powerful skill if we want to be resilient.
1: But here's what, I've, here's what I've discovered, Shad, that we lie to ourselves all the time. And the reason why we lie to ourselves is because we listen to the critics. We listen to the critics who are always telling us that we can't do this and we can't do that. And eventually we believe in ourselves. So then we start, you know, just making up all sorts of things. Um, and I've learned that, you know, the second D is Desire. You can, have, you can have the, the crystal clear dream you know, in front of you, but if your desire does not match up with your dreams, it's not going to unlock the floodgates that are going to unleash that power that will help you and that will enable you to accomplish your dreams. So your desire has to match up with your dreams. If you, if you have conflicting desires, which we all do, and so we've got to work on that desire. We've got to make it, des- we've got to make it deliberate. We've got to make it a desperate desire. We've got to make it a, you know, a, a burning desire. We've got to have a desire so great that, uh, you know, that we're willing to do anything and everything to accomplish it. You know, I always use the the example of the young man who who wanted to learn from the sage of his town. And he's like, I want to learn from you. I want to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. He's like, okay, well, let's go. He's like, I'll come back to me when you have a, a desperate desire. He's like, okay. So he comes back in two weeks. He's like, okay, I'm ready to, to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, just like you teach me your ways. He's like, no, come back when you have a deliberate desire a burning desire and he's like i thought i did so he comes back the very very next day and he's like okay teach me your ways teach me how to be healthy wealthy and wise without saying anything the old wise sage walks past the youth he goes down to the water's edge without stopping the water he goes into the water and the boy he doesn't want to ruin his opportunity goes into the water with him and the the old wise sage turns around grabs the youth by the head and just thrusts his head down underneath the water and he holds it there and the boy starts, you know, flailing his arms and, and uh, kicking his legs and he's losing consciousness. And right before he loses consciousness, the old wise sage brings him out of the water and <gasps> gasping for air and in disgust. He turns to the old wise sage and says, why did you do that? And the sage taught this youth a lesson of a lifetime. And he says, as soon as you want to be healthy, wealthy and wise, as much as you wanted that breath of air, then can I teach you? So our desires have got to be desperate. They've got to be deliberate. They've got to be burning. And they've got to match up with our dreams. And so that's going back to this resilience, this idea of resilience. Yes, you know what? We need to have a dream. But yes, we need to develop a desire that matches that dream. And we need to develop that desire that we are going to run through walls to get
0: there. But would it be fair, Jeff, to say, if I have a dream, but it doesn't motivate me enough to actually, I don't really have a desire. Maybe it's time to dream a new dream as well. Oh, absolutely. And one of two things, either work on your desire or dream new dreams to where
1: your desire is like, holy cow, absolutely. Where that song just sings to your soul. Now I get it, that football is not for everybody, but whatever that song is, listen to it. Yeah. And when have you stopped? When, when was the last time that you allowed yourself to dream in color, to dream in, in HD? You know, to to weave that tapestry of dream that's going to hang on somebody else's social media
0: wall. One of the things I've learned in my life is, if you are not passionate, if you don't have a burning desire toward what you're doing, it doesn't matter if it's a really lucrative field. You're not going to be good enough at it to make money at it anyway, or to be successful, or to find joy in it. And so many times we abandon our, even though we have this burning desire toward one thing, and it's our dream we're so quick to abandon it because someone tells us that's not practical, you know, yeah. or, or whatever, whatever it might be. And so we find ourselves doing something that we never dreamed of doing, that we have no desire to do, and then wonder why we're either not successful at it or not happy doing it.
1: Yeah. In fact, what's interesting is, is you know, you know, working with youth in high school and in the college level, what I've learned is when most people are like, okay, what do I want to go into college, right? What do I want to major in? Well, they open up the book and find out what job pays the most. And they go through the list. They're like, oh yeah. Anesthesiologist. That's what I want to do. makes the most. (laughs) And, uh, and and so they're looking at the list, this list of, okay, what makes the most money? But here's what I've learned over the years. Mm -hmm. You can make money at whatever you're passionate about. I know a woman who crochets and makes six figures teaching people how to crochet. Mm -hmm. And so, so again, it's, it's, it's about going back to identifying, what is your dream? What are you passionate about? And then of course, working on that desire because I don't know if you've ever met any anybody like this, but uh, where you just love it and you're passionate about it, but then you get into those doldrums, you get into those days of doldrums where you're just like, Oh man, I'm so tired of doing this It's and, and it gets, it gets, it becomes gray. And so a lot of people just don't realize that and understand that, yeah, there's going to be some, the doldrums are going to come about. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to abandon it just because you hit those because we we all go through them no matter how passionate you are. So that's why you got to have those holy habits and righteous routines in place to help you get through those moments, to help you get through those times to where you can break through, you know, from the clouds and see, you know, the,
0: the sun again. It's almost like, uh, if you think you're going to go into anything and not have those doldrums, like you're fooling yourself as well. Right? Like there's, for people to say, "I have this dream, I have this really strong desire, but then they get into the minutiae of of anything. I mean, no matter what we choose to do there's some there's some things to work through there. there's some bad parts of the job or there's some some difficulty with it, and uh, that desire and that dream need to carry you through those doldrums right the those those really hard times that everyone travels through. You know, we were talking the other day that um, with my partner, Dustin, a lot of times we have these people who all of a sudden are like super successful, right? They're super successful. They kind of burst onto the scene with success and we act as though it was immediate. And then you start learning about their stories. And uh, some of these high level college athletes, you know, you start learning like this kid woke up at, you know. 4.45 4.45 every single morning, and he put in two hours of work before anyone else woke up, and then he went to school, and we look back, and we go, wow, that was, you know, what? that's incredible, and what we don't realize is those, <laughs> or so, don't seem to realize sometimes, is greatness are those people who will work through the doldrums, you know, part of resiliency is not just getting back up when, when something really disappointing happens, it's getting up every morning and going about the drudgery of, uh, that greatness requires, you know, I
1: yeah. know. I agree with you hundred percent. And so, you know, there's more to it than just grit. There's more to it than just grit. I love Angela Duckworth's book called grit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she says that, you know, gritty people are hopeful people. And I think she has it upside down. Love her book. Love what she says. But, um, you've got to develop a p squared mindset is what i call it um, if you if you text me if you text the word possible at 801 316 8689 i will send you a i'll send you the possibility principle which helps you develop this p squared mindset and there's five things that a p squared mindset uh, um, that 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 you get with a p squared mindset And uh, the first thing is, is a P-squared mindset will help you develop a desire that matches up with your dreams to where you can, where you can unlock the, the unimaginable possibilities to create, to discover, to, to achieve. And so the possibility, the P-squared mindset will help you develop a desire with your dreams. The P-squared mindset will also um, give you permission to fail because Shad in most in today's society, what's the opposite of success?
0: Yeah, failure. I mean, failure.
1: yeah. Right? The opposite of success is failure. I think that's a bunch of crap because I've never met anyone who has, not, who has not succeeded that did not fail their way to success. Mm-hmm. And so a Square mindset will, will teach you that to, to give yourself permission to fail. That it's okay to fail at first or whenever you're learning something new, because failures at first are triumphs that last as long as you just don't quit, which goes along with a little piece of that that resilience mindset. And so P-square mindset, uh, right? P-square mindset helps you match your desires with your dreams. It gives you permission to fail, but at a certain point, you you don't wanna fail anymore. I don't want a surgeon to fail. I don't want my pilot to fail. I I don't want several things to fail on me, right? And so you've gotta figure that out. And that leads us to the process. The P-squared mindset helps you focus on the process instead of the promise, because most of us focus on the promise and abort the process, but it's the process that helps us progress. And so that P-squared mindset helps us focus on that process, the holy habits and righteous routines, the things that we do have control over, the things that we can do. And then the fourth thing that the the P-squared mindset does for you is it helps you be comfortable being uncomfortable. We've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable because it's in the stretching that we grow, that we find the strength. The strength is found in the stretching. So we've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That which we persist in doing becomes easier for us to do, period. Reading is reading, writing is writing, catching a ball is catching a ball, you know, playing an instrument is playing an instrument. You know, I have dyslexia, Shad, or dyslexia to some, and 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 so right, reading is reading and writing is writing. But the thing is, you've got to figure out. Uh, you know, if if you if you figure out, okay, well, I see Bs and Ds different, or twos and fives different. Well, I'm going to find out a way to to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, in sixth grade, I got a D minus in English, and in high school, my high school English teacher told me I'd never write a comprehensive sentence. When I got to college, my all that information was validated the first day of class where you write that paragraph. Second day of class, they came back and they called six of us out of 300 to the back of the auditorium. I come bounding back there and I'm like, what did I win? And They're like, you want a date with the remedial English teacher? I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, that's why you need this. But the reason why I share that with you is because my whole life I told the story. I told somebody else's story and I believed it, that I wasn't a writer, that I couldn't write. But now I've written two books, and I'm on my third one. And um, you know, Dean Graziosi said that most authors don't sit, sell more than a thousand books. Ninety percent of authors don't sell more than a thousand books. Well, we're on a third print of this, and and um, we're just we're just helping thousands of people be introduced to these three Ds. Yeah. And so you got to be uncomfortable being uncomfortable. You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You got to stretch yourself. You just got to figure it out. You got to, you got to, you know, learn those holy habits and righteous routines. And of course, the fifth one where, where this led me to, you know, Angela Duckworth said that, you know, grit, gritty people are hopeful people. I think she has it flipped upside down. I believe that hopeful people are gritty people. Because to me, hope is the ability to reach out to the future and grab onto your dreams and bring it back to the present in spite of your past. Because how many times have we failed? How many times have we have we stumbled? How many times have we quit? How many times have we you know not gotten it right? And that's part of the process. Yeah. Enjoy the process, but have these holy habits and righteous routines in place. Create that foundation that's going to hold up your dreams, It's going to hold up your desires. And, and I'm telling you, I have seen some people just flip it around because they, they, they have hope. And to me, that's what resilience is, is the ability to, to reach out to the future, grab onto your dreams, bring it back to the present in spite of your past.
0: That yeah, that's
1: so awesome. I, I I get it. I get it, Shad. That, that uh, you know, critics are all around us, and perhaps one of the greatest critics that we have to deal with is is our own self. Where we we where we know our we know our frailties, we know our limitations, we know what we're not doing, and so we can sometimes be the harshest critic. And here's what I've learned, Shad, is you know, especially in the sports world. When you increase the pressure, what happens to performance? Depends. <laughs> it does depend. It typically decreases, yeah, so. right? That's yeah. why a middle linebacker is, is going in there and trying to, you know, you know the pressure of the quarterback. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. press on a basketball team is to see what they're made of because we always resort back to our routine, mm-hmm. we resort back to what we're used to. A lot of people talk. Oh, rise to, the, rise to the occasion! No, you rise to the occasion in practice. You rise to the occasion with your process. You rise to the to the occasion in your preparation, because when when pressure is applied, we typically go back to um, our natural tendencies, and our natural tendencies are developed through our our processes, through our holy habits and righteous routines. And so, here's what I you know I love the law of harvest, because. We reap what we sow. And I don't know if you noticed this, this last year. Last year was, it was a high intense pressure packed year where it, it brought a lot of people to their knees, economy to their knees, countries to their knees, individuals to their knees, right? And I love the law of harvest because when you apply pressure to fruit, what comes out? Juice. Mm-hmm. So if I apply pressure to apple, I get apple juice. If I apply pressure to a peach, I get peach juice. If I apply pressure to a pineapple, I get pineapple juice. But here's what's interesting. Human beings are the only creation that I know of that's not true to its nature. Because when we apply pressure to us, what comes out? What we put in. And if we've been putting in crap, crap's going to come out. If we've been putting in doubt, doubt's going to come out. If we've been putting in fear, fear's going to come out. If we've been, you know, if we've been putting in the things that we can't do, the things that we can't do come out. And so the question that I have for everybody who's listening is, if you don't like the results you're getting, are you going to change what you've been putting in? because I discovered a lot that day where I was on the ground when the pressure was applied to me again in a different way. I could stay down and wallow in that syrupy, sticky son of self-pity, or I could get back up and dream new dreams. I could focus on what I could do instead of what I couldn't do. And um, it's been 20 plus years that I've been in a chair You know, the doctors told me I'd never walk, stand, and move my legs again. They told me I'd never have kids. They said it's the first function to go, last to come back. Some of the experts told me I'd never get married, not because of my wheelchair, but just because of who I am. But but I've been married for 20-plus years. We have four beautiful biological kids. Um, And and just in the summer of 2019, Chad, I just climbed Mount Ben-Loma, which is 9,711 feet. I walked every single step to the top of that mountain. And I know that everybody who is listening today or who's watching today can climb every single step to the top of their mountain, to the top of their dreams. Dreams do come true. If you have a desperate desire, determination to do, even while dealing with disappointments, because we're all going to experience challenges, we're all going to experience problems. The problem isn't the problem, the problem is a lack of vision the problem is is not knowing how to do it i don't know about you but I, you get tired of guessing in life don't you you get tired of guessing we don't have to guess anymore we we've just we've, dis- we've discovered you know 10 steps that world record winners follow and finish with exactness and it and it and it works for anybody and everybody it works for middle schoolers it works for grade schoolers it works for individual for a cop that wanted to be a navy seal it works for a A company that wanted to bring in four hundred million dollars, they exceeded it by one hundred thirty million. It's worked for me. It's helped me, you know, you know, uh, win my wife's heart. It's helped me become that two-time Guinness World Record holder. It helped me be that four-time MVP All-Star basketball player. It's uh, it's it's not just helped me, but it's helped countless of others get up and get going. Because, Shad, I may be physically paralyzed, but I think most of us are paralyzed from the demons of doubt, fear, and complacency, which is more damaging than any physical um, disability that, that I've come across. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, thank you. Thank you, Griff. That, those things... <sighs> you ever say things and wish you could go back to your 15 year old self and say, Hey, just be quiet for a second and listen, you know, yeah. but I love, let me make sure I got them. And our listeners got them. The three D's we got a dream. We got a dream, right? The, um, and if, if our dream is not, if our dream explodes, we got to dream a new dream that, that hope creates grit. We got a desire. And then your third one is we have to do, yeah. we have to do, we have to be willing to do. And, and I love your pressure analogy. If what's coming out of us, when the pressure gets put on us is not what we want, then we got to do different things. We got to, we got to create different habits we got to put different things in if we want something else out. And, um, and I just, I love those. Those are three simple concepts. If, if you were to boil each of those three, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot with this, but like we try to leave our, our listeners with like a question they can kind of ask themselves. What's a yeah. question you would ask yourself about your dreams, about your desire, about your willing to do? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like if, if someone wanted to analyze those things in their life, how would you help us analyze our dreams, our desires, and our willingness to do?
1: Yeah. So the first question I'd ask, I'd give to the listeners is, is my dream big enough, scary enough, audacious enough to get me excited? You know, I told people, I, I told the doctor that I was going to walk again, <laughs> even though he told me he, I couldn't. And he's like, Griff, it's impossible. And I love the quote from Muhammad Ali that says, impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in the world they've been given than to explore the power they have to change it. And um, I told people that I was going to walk again. I told the doctor I was going to walk. He's like, Griff, it's impossible. And, I, and, 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 the, and the reality was every time I woke up, there's, there was an incision from my belly button to my backbone. There's a four-inch plate in my back. I couldn't move my legs. It took me 30 minutes to get out of the bed into my wheelchair with the aid of two nurses. I was going to walk out of the hospital. I didn't walk out of the hospital. It took me 15 minutes to get from my wheelchair into the van with the aid of a wooden plank. And I'd go back to my, my my bed just discouraged as I'll get out saying, Oh, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe the experts are right. Hmm. Maybe it is impossible for me to ever walk or stand or move my legs again. And I see that you have a you have a little bracelet here. I, I call this my bow cry bracelet. You know, I, I have four I have four battle cries. You know, one is I'm possible. It looks like impossible. The other one is just don't quit capital D O capital I T. The other one is the, the E to the infinite P side, endless possibilities. And the other one is courage do faith have. And so I'd go back to my I'd go back to my 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 bed and I and I would flip myself. I'd course correct. I'd flip the switch. And I'd remind myself what my dream was. My dream was to walk. Is to walk again. Is to stand again. I don't know if you guys know this, but one degree, one degree, a plane going from L.A. to New York, if it's just off one degree, is going to end up in Boston, Massachusetts, or Washington D.C. Not a big deal, right? <laughs> it is. If you're going to New York how many of us end up in in Philadelphia or end up in Florida and say hey this is exactly where I wanted to go to because we really had no direction we just let other people decide for us but one degree and so for me my battle cry bracelet reminds me when I get off course to flip the switch and remind me of what it is that I really want to do. People kept calling me delusional. It's like, Jeff, you're delusional. You'll never walk and never stand again. And so again, so going back to that question, is your dream scary enough, big enough, crazy enough
0: to get you excited? So when people tell you you're ridiculous, you should think I'm right on course then. Right. Like if, if you tell everyone your dream and everyone's like, yeah, that sounds feasible, then you should probably be like, nah, I need to, <laughs> I need to dream a bigger dream right now. If everyone thinks this isn't ludicrous. Right. In fact,
1: that's that's part of resilience. You know, there, there's four sources of resilience. There's relational resilience, there's street resilience, there's resource resilience, and then there's the rock bottom resilience. And what's interesting here is is we always tend to tap into what we're the strongest at you know, street resilience is, you know, tell me, you tell me that I can't and I'll show you that I can. And I realized that I that I have a lot of streets in, in me, because if you tell me that I can't, I'll show you that I can. Um, but there's some people who, who just don't understand that or tap into it. And so they have to develop it when things are good. So again, going back to how can you develop your desire, which is associated with your resilience. And, uh, and so, so you know, absolutely, absolutely this idea of, you know, Listen to the song that sings to your soul. Madame Curie was told that there's no more elements to be found. She found two more and a Nobel Prize. The Wright brothers were told that they could never control flight. We can, we can get across the country, you know, in less than five hours. Indoor plumbing and running water was a distant, you know, a distant thought in the past. But we wake up and we turn on the, we turn on the, uh, the tap and we have clean drinkable water. What we do today on a regular basis was once deemed impossible in the past. So my question for you and your listeners are, what are you willing and ready to do today to change your future?
0: I love these questions. Those three D's will resonate with me for a long, long time. And those questions, I'm sitting here wondering, are my dreams right now big enough you know, am I uh, am I dreaming a big enough dream? Uh, do my desires match my dreams? Am I willing to do what is required to achieve those dreams? And it's almost like if any one of those three—dream, desire, or willingness to do—if any of those are out of place, you, you're going to end up in Florida instead of New York. You know, and uh, and. and if- Probably New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah Florida. We should not say such a great... Yeah, term. yeah,
1: no, no. You guys are from New Mexico. I'm sorry, but yeah, I've been to New Mexico. It's, it's
0: beautiful in some places. Right. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us today. And I... I would love people to be able to access some of your other resources to learn about your books. I know that uh, you give a deal to people who enter the a promotion code. Will you tell us a little bit about how we can find out about um, your books and, and what you do, if anyone would be interested in having you come speak or train, uh, I would love to give people those resources. Would you take a second and share that with us?
1: Absolutely. In fact, Shad, what you don't know, what I haven't told people is that I am the official mental coach for the Forbes KICK, which is the Knowledge and Innovative Center. And uh, so, Forbes has tapped me on the shoulder to, to be their instructor on uh, mental toughness, mental training. And um, and so, we've got that course available as well online course there's a 10 there's a 10 step online course that you can get that you can get my books I'm possible desire dream do which is the introduction of the 3ds um, the online course is a deeper dive into the 3ds and the 10 steps that are that go within those those 3ds right there's so many times we want we want the uh, the results Give me the results. Give me the results. But that's like the third step. The first step is you've got to identify your desired dreams, roles, and goals. And the second step is you've got to establish holy habits and righteous routines. And then the third step is, is to you know, create um, a winning attitude to, to, to get those results with the team. And then the last one is um, maximize your momentum with a resilient mindset. And, and, and so I, so I, the other book that's called endless possibilities, 90 day, um, recipe for world record results. And if you throw in the coupon code, love, it'll knock off 50%. Any of these things that are in my shop, uh, if you buy two books, we'll, we'll get rid of the, the, uh, the shipping fee as well. So we're really knocking off quite a bit here, but, uh, so again, um, if you want to use them or not, it's up to you. But like the Navy SEALs told me when I went and trained with him there in Coronado, um, the, the Navy SEALs said, Griff, it's simple to be a Navy SEAL. It's just not easy. <laughs> and so these things, these processes, these, these tools and skills that we have available for you are simple. They're just not easy. But with these books and these tools, it, uh, it helps you find the simplicity on the far side of complexity. You know, it helps you with the three myths and the three lies that we tell ourselves all the time. Lie number one, I'm not good enough. Shad might be good enough, but I'm not good enough. The person on the other side of this, you know, this podcast is good enough, but I'm not good enough. That's the biggest lie. We keep telling ourselves that we're not good enough. We are good enough. We all have the ability to achieve our dreams and desires. Lie number two, I don't have the skills or the tools to do it. No, we do. In fact, we have more resources in our hands than uh, than the president of the United States did in 1992. It's not about resources, it's about being resourceful. And so lie number two, I don't have the, the, the tools or the skills. And lie number three is I can do it on my own. You can't do it on your own. You can do a lot on your own, but you can't do it on your own. You gotta find a team. Together, everyone achieves more. And, uh, and so that's what we, that's what we helped provide people is to overcome these three lies by introducing the three D's and providing them some, with some steps that are duplicatable, that they're predictable. And, um, and again, they're simple, but just not (laughs) easy.
0: That's right. Simple, but not easy. I love that. That, that's a great definition for life. Yeah. so, So. Well, thank you. And, and Griffin Motivation with an eye, right? G-R-I-F-F-I-N motivation.com forward slash shop. We'll give you access to all those things that you just talked about. And we'll put that link in in uh, the description of this podcast. And and we're all gonna go, Griff, because of this conversation. We're gonna we're gonna dream, we're gonna desire, we're gonna do a little bit better because of you spending the time with us today. So thank you so much. We appreciate you and, and those of you who are listening to the Sportlight podcast, we appreciate you joining us. We encourage you to go to, uh, especially for athletes.com. You can get our book, the Sportlight, there and, uh, and check out those, those principles that we teach. And, and Jeff, we appreciate so much you being willing to take time with us today and, and help us help us be better. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. In fact, uh, this is,
0: this is G in sign language, you know, Griffin loves you. little shout out to you guys. Awesome. Thank you, friend. Eyes up. Do the work. Thanks for listening to the Sportlight Podcast. See you next time. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org. slash book.